Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Chuck Laurie, the CEO and founder, I guess, of Laurie & Associates. Thanks for joining me, Chuck. Well, you're welcome. Before we get started, let me tell you, our listeners, a little bit about who's coming up next. Next week, we have Dave Conway. He's the president of I-Square-Foot, and he works closely with on the board at Boys Hope, Girls Hope in Blue Ash. following week, on the 21st of February, we're going to have an entrepreneur on the, on the show named Jeff Shepard. He was the founder and CEO of Medicheck, which is a device for uh, citizens that may have a memory problem to help them take their meds on the right day and time. On February 28th, we have Pete Strange from Messer Construction. And on March 7th, we have Len Kugler from, he's a realtor here in uh, Claremont County, and a couple of other highlights we have on the 28th of March, Mike McCaw, who is the uh, CEO of Belcan Services, and a really special guest out on uh, March 28th, John Rogan, who is the vice, Senior Vice President of Segeti uh, USA. Okay, next week here in Cincinnati, we're doing a special Sandler Business Builder Series out at the Clovernook Country Club. It's called the 13 and a half things you won't do to build your business. Uh, we all know that there are certain things you need to do to build a, a book of business and keep your business growing. But for some reason, a lot of us get off track. And in next week's program at Clovernook, I'm going to take the attendees through what are the 13 and a half things that people tend to get wrong in building a business. The cost of that program is $25. And if you want to make a reservation, there are a few seats available called 513 513- Seven five three nine four zero zero, extension one zero six, and at the end of March on March twenty sixth is the next Sandler cold call camp. If you're in a business where you have people on the phone uh, and they have to set meetings or or sell over the phone, our cold call camp is a phenomenal tool uh, to get by gatekeepers. We'll build three or four scripts for uh, the contact and at least five ways to break other people's voicemails. So seventy percent or more of the people who get a voicemail message from you will return it. I don't remember, Chuck. Did you ever go through a cold call camp? Were we doing them when you came through uh, President's Club? No, I don't think you were. Okay. Chuck is president of Lori Marketing, uh, Associates in Marketing and Communications and Green Cincinnati Education Advocacy. Well, that's a mouthful, Chuck. Well, it's descriptive of what we do. Okay. Chuck is the second generation leader of Lori and Associates a Cincinnati-based marketing and communications agency founded in 1935, specializing in mechanical, chemical, electrical, and sustainable business.
building materials. In 2005, Chuck created Green Cincinnati to advocate for sustainability and educate the public about the U.S. Green Building Council's leadership in energy and environmental design. That's the infamous LEED certification and knowledge base. Since then, since 2005, Chuck has planned a new over-the-line downtown Cincinnati office, which received LEED platinum certification in 2011. And in fact, he registered his own residence, a Frank Lloyd Wright house, uh, as a LEED project. Uh, I thought that was almost impossible. Well, it it might be impossible, but uh, we're uh, using it to improve the quality of the house. Mm Mm-hmm. So you started down that project. Yes, it's just registered. We're just planning okay. it. And when Frank Lloyd Wright was alive, there was no such thing. Well, I think that he uh, represents uh, sustainability in his organic architecture. And his uh, great-grandson's architectural firm in Santa Monica mm-hmm. is a sustainable architecture firm. Are you doing the work on your own house to get lead certification, or are they... I will be doing uh, the majority of the documentation and the work. I'll be working with a, a lead raider in town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How long have you actually owned the house? It, it's been uh, ten and a half years. Mm-hmm. How do you happen to come up, come up come up with the idea of buying it? Well, it's sort of full circle with the business courier. You know, here I was uh, listed as the number one greenest office in Cincinnati in January third, and I was cleaning out my office back in July of. 2003, and uh, saw an old cover of Business Courier that the Frank Lloyd Wright House was going up for auction that week. So a week later, uh, Jan and I were the were the owners of the home. Mm-hmm. Wow. How come it was auctioned as opposed to sold through realtors? The owners, David Gosling, David and Miriam Gosling, Miriam, uh, David had passed away in 2001, and they were uh, from England, and in England, that's how you sell your homes is by auction. So, oh, really? Um, Miriam just uh, took uh, David's advice uh, or his wishes and, and auctioned the home. That's great. You're an active member of USB, USGBC. What, what does that stand for? U.S. Green Building Council. Okay. And you're on the advisory committee for the Civic Garden Center of Greater Cincinnati and their Green Learning Station. Uh-huh. Most people don't know what that is. Well, it's a, a new project that they've done at Oak Street, Oak and Reading Road. They took a former gas station and they've turned it into a, a, a green learning station. So they're educating um, students and professionals about green roofs and pervious pavers. And Pervious pavers are? Well, it's where groundwater can go through the uh, pavers, and they also have demonstrating uh, pervious concrete and pervious asphalt, uh, doing studies there to determine the most effective way of of allowing water to permeate into the the groundwater. Okay. But so there's like sand that's very porous below, so the pavers or the asphalt doesn't sink? Well, yes, it's just like any other paver installation. um, The Results of their studies have shown that pervious asphalt really does uh, retain a, a more water than any other um, pervious pavement uh, system. Interesting. We've done some work with asphalt paving, and I've always thought that asphalt is uh, best where it's nicely well sealed so water can't get through the 
the top layer. Well, with pervious asphalt, there's no sand or fines in the in the gravel that they use, and there are spaces where the water uh, permeates through it and into the into the uh, groundwater. Is there anything special they have to do so it doesn't create potholes and weather like we've had this winter? Well, a pervious asphalt and pervious concrete are, are more delicate surfaces, and typically if they're used in a parking lot, they're only used where the cars park, not where the park cars drive. So it's not as strong a surface as you know a solid uh, piece of concrete or asphalt. Okay, so it's a, it's a tricky move. You'll see the type of parking lots at the Cincinnati Zoo. Okay, that's pretty good. Why don't you tell our audience, our listeners, Chuck, how you decided to change your company from a, a, a focus, which was an advertising agency when I, where I first met you, to uh, a green LED company? Well, after I, Jan and I, we purchased the right home in 2003. I mean, it was back to what I was studying in school at the University of Kentucky. I was studying architecture, but started working for my dad's advertising agency, and I never finished school. But here I, you know, 30 years later, I get to go back to something I really loved. I really study in Frank Lloyd Wright and Buckminster Fuller. And so for the first couple of years that we owned the home, I did a lot of research on what were the current states of, of Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture. And, and I finally came across the, the U.S. Green Building Council's Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design certification, and I really felt that that was a, man, a manifestation of his uh, teachings. And I've always done work with uh, building suppliers, building material suppliers, like mm-hmm. insulated concrete forms. And, and so I wanted to grow my marketing business and sure. uh, more building materials because I already work for most of the chemical processing equipment companies and the mining equipment companies in the region. And it's been very successful. We've done work with Gilkey Windows. We've done work with Redding Rock and uh, American Metal Supply. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's been a great way to grow the business. Okay, so it's, it's kind of two businesses in one. Well, you, my expertise is in knowledge of certain types of markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can go ahead and do the work completely on my own. So if some Dukunik uh, wants me to do a, a, a website on... Uh, insulated windows, well, I can write it, produce it, everything, because of the knowledge of the industry. And that's A lot of people won't know who de Kunick is. Why don't you tell them? Well, they're one of the world's largest uh, PVC window profile manufacturers. They're based, they have their manufacturing unit up in Monroe, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And they, Those are the guys that actually make the vinyl channels yes. that people like Gilkey turn into windows. Yes, and um, Tri-State Building Supply. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chuck has agreed to answer questions. So if you have a question for Chuck, you can call in at 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen the calls during the commercial breaks. Uh, Let me ask you one more question, Chuck. What was it that made you decide to put so much effort behind the LED certifications? Well, um, I started learning about the U.S. Green Building Council, and I volunteered for the local chapter, and I realized that to help the local chapter, I was going to have to become a lead accredited professional. Mm-hmm. That means I have to pass a, an exam that demonstrates my knowledge of the 100-point uh, 
sustainable sites, water efficiency, energy and atmosphere, uh, material resources, and indoor environmental quality. So to do that, to study, I registered my office so that I could start doing the preliminary calculations to learn to pass this test. And it kind of snowballed from there. And finally, in May, I got uh, Lee Platinum on my office. Mm-hmm. How much did you have to invest in your office to get that? Round well, numbers. Well, that's something I'm very proud of. Is my expenditures was $9,700. Very inexpensive. I mean, the, the fees to the USGBC were $3,000. And I bought a toy. I call it my toy, but it was a pellet stove. Mm-hmm. Kind of an expensive way to demonstrate renewable energy. That was $3,500. But, you know, realistically, for the occupancy switches and my water efficiency and the LED lamps and, and other things in the so office. So you changed out all the fluorescents. All the in, incandescent lamps. Mm-hmm. I used compact fluorescents. So my out-of-pocket expenses was about $3,000 for a – it's a small office makeover. Mm-hmm. And what do you think your, uh, your payback is going to be in terms of uh, electricity and energy savings? Well, I save about $50 a month on electricity. All my equipment is Energy Star uh, equipment. So payback is two or three years. That's not bad at all. We're going to uh, listen to Jimmy Fox talk about the TIP Club, which is a networking group that I sponsor here in Cincinnati. Uh, The next meeting of TIP Club is Thursday morning, February 20th, from 7.30 a.m. promptly to 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you... Take it away. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Chuck Laurie. Chuck, if someone wants to get a hold of you to talk about energy efficiency in offices or homes, uh, how do they do that after the show? Well, you can go to our website, green-cincinnati.com, or you can send me an email at chuck at You spell that L-O-H-R-E. 
Or uh, call my cell phone, 513-260-9025. Mm-hmm. Chuck, how do people find out about you? How do you go to market? Primarily uh, the Internet and for both my marketing business and my green building consultancy. Um, the other uh, way the market, especially with the um, sustainable uh, green building consulting is through my volunteer efforts with the local chapter of the U.S. Green Building Council, the Civic Garden Center. I've been very active promoting with the Cincinnati Zoo. Um, I helped promote. Yeah, we had uh, Dan Maynard on, on the show. I really enjoyed that. It was, it was a great show. So that's uh, primarily the way I do it for the, the green building consultancy. I've been an adjunct professor at Cincinnati State teaching mm-hmm. alternative energy um, as far as my marketing firm, it's primarily by referrals from existing clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very um, unique industry, machine tools, mm-hmm. aggregate mining equipment. So, like, for instance, later uh, this month, I'll go out to Las Vegas for the concrete and aggregate show. I'll spend a week there mm-hmm. talking with my multinational clients and screening equipment and, and crushing equipment. And Yeah, I, I have a client that in that aggregate industry. And I was amazed to find out how expensive the the part pieces were when one of the part pieces broke and the mine stopped. Uh-huh. Yes, they certainly are. And it's expensive to move the material from another aggregate uh, processing facility to where the clients needed it. Why do you think people buy from you, Chuck? Well, primarily because of our experience and uh you know, when I start to work with a new machine tool company, you know, familiar with their processes, these are very sophisticated grinding uh, or milling processes. So there's just a high comfort level. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? You're, you you probably have two of these: a unique marketing advantage for the advertising agency and for the uh, environmental energy business. Well, our with the Green Building Consultancy, it's been our, our lead platinum office. Mm-hmm. And also, we just, uh, last year, we got certification on Green Source Cincinnati. Uh, their offices at, uh, at 19 East 8th Street downtown uh, as house renovated uh, a, a 1830, 1875 row home into a lead platinum office. We did mm-hmm. the documentation for that. Such a high level of of LEED certification demonstrates that we understand the whole spectrum of sustainability from sites to indoor air quality. It's not just a, an energy component. And that was very important for my marketing business because, well, frankly, people don't trust marketers. <laughs> Without the demonstrating that you understood what you were talking about, that you talked to talk and walk the walk, then people have. Mm-hmm. have so trust. roughly how many square feet do you have in your office? It's eight hundred square foot office. It's, very, it's not a big office, there. No, it was uh, in a eighteen fifty uh, three story row house next to Washington Park. In uh, eighteen fifty, it was six uh, shotgun apartments of mm-hmm. four hundred square foot each. And and uh, Mark, Martha Schickeldorf, she had a vision in two thousand four to renovate the building, mm-hmm. and she uh, made each floor continuous. So we have the second floor. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, what do you think the possibilities and opportunities are for you as an ad agency and operating in the green uh, buildings market? 
Oh, well, they're very good. Um, of course, the economy has been a tough nut to, to overcome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people aren't uh, building as much, especially since the crash in 2008. But it's starting to recover now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the marketing communication side, 50% of the people in my business went out of business. And really? It was since, that bad? Well, the whole decade after, the, you know, 9-11. And... Um, but we've concentrated on extremely high level of internet marketing, mm-hmm. uh, savvy uh, social media, email, uh, you know, search engine optimization. It's critically critically important. So, do you guys do that work internally, or do you farm that out? Well, we do all that internally, um, and it's primarily uh, content has come back into the forefront. I mean, mm-hmm. really, it's just great public relations always was. Uh, good way to market yourself mm-hmm. and today with all the internet channels that you have it's still back to great public relations mm-hmm. do you do videos for your clients as well uh, a little bit uh, my clients haven't done that many videos I've done more of myself for my green building consultancy than I have videotape machine tool operation mm-hmm. uh, do you have a long-term strategic plan um, Oh, I'll probably work actively in the business for another 10 or 15 years. I My strategic plan has become to grow in building materials. I mean, that market is much larger than the chemical processing equipment market. So I really am looking forward to uh, working for uh, you know some much larger building equipment, building material companies that really want, need somebody that understands, you know, this, this green stuff, this, what sustainability means, talk to the architects and engineers, and especially the owners in, in the language that they can understand. Yeah, I was at the uh, facilities uh, maintenance uh, and construction show yesterday over at the Oasis, and there were a bunch of guys who were offering energy-efficient solutions for people who had metal roofs. Uh, really interesting stuff. Yeah, I, I've gone to that show. I, I wish I would have gone. Well, there are others coming up. I didn't get an email on it. I don't know why. Well, you'll have to talk to Jim Klasner about that. <laughs> he runs uh, the Expo Group, and he's got shows coming up in Louisville and uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, that's a good show, the facility show. I got my last uh, green building consultancy job there last year. Really? Uh, and they didn't call you to come back this year? Oh, I was just walking the show. Okay. We should uh, do a free talk. They had uh, several seminars yesterday. Uh, for the people in the construction trades. What do you think uh, people are looking for now in terms of uh, green construction? Well, obviously, the number one thing is saving money. And what drives uh, green construction in Cincinnati is the, the lead tax abatement. It's an additional five years it's tacked on to a tax abatement typically of 10 years if you build within the city. So it can amount to about $40,000 on a on a fairly nice home, and that easily pays for the five or $6,000 cost that it takes to, that you have to spend documentation or little materials. That's the driving force here in Cincinnati now is the money savings. So back it's a 15-year tax abatement. Well, it's a five years additional tax. You typically will get a 10-year tax abatement just to build within the city. Okay. But if you build that. a lead certified mm-hmm. commercial or, or residential, you'll get 
either two to five years tacked onto that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was over uh, with a fellow Rotarian, uh, Laurie Quinlan, who built a lead certified home or actually yeah, rebuilt her Yeah, rebuilt her home on the same lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an interesting project, I guess, but I, I saw it only as a completed home and it seemed great. Uh, are you actively seeking new clients right now? Oh, all the time. Um, but like I said, they typically come to me either through our website or through referrals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you looking to add more people to your company this year, Chuck? Yes, especially with regard to uh, Internet marketing, uh, good writers, good people that understand Facebook and LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. How many employees do you have? Well, I've got four employees now mm-hmm. and then probably another four that work with me in Grand Rapids or you know, all over the states. We, when you're doing Internet programming, you're working with people. Who knows where they are? Well, uh, there should be people who have a good comprehension and grasp of the English language. <laughs> that, well, they, they have a good grasp of PHP programming, I must say that. Mm-hmm. Good. We're going to take a little commercial break here. Again, if you have any questions for Chuck, the number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leaders. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Chuck Lurie. Uh, Chuck, you're in a complex uh, business environment where you're, you're running seems two kind of opposite-end companies in the same industry. Uh, perhaps you could share with, we have a theory of operation here that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. So perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you ran into and an equally complex solution 
that they might be able to transfer into their industry? Yeah, I've thought about that question that you're going to ask me. You always ask it of all your guests. Um, I'd say it was about 50-50. Uh, um, most of the time, it is a simple solution to a complex problem. People can't see the forest through the trees. Um, for instance, they might you know, think they need to spend money on a fancy marketing campaign when really they should straighten out their website and just make it be an honest representation of, of their business and just say what they're, they're in business for. It's not, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. I looked at a couple this week that were um, almost undecipherable to figure out what is the revenue behind this business. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's part of the simplicity of it. But then the more complex complex problem, complex solution comes with uh, the types of industries that I'm working in. Uh, a size reduction company, they sell their equipment to the, to the chemical industry, to the poultry industry, to the food processing industry, to the aggregate. It's, it's very, uh, you have to be knowledgeable about what your mar- way to market is for each particular industry. And, and really it just comes down to getting your buyer personas together, what we call buyer personas, what your audience is. Make sure that you, you write it down. You, ha- you have a consistent message that you know what, what your way to market is, what your benefit is for that particular uh, person or market. And that's where the complexities can come in. Um, you could have a hundred different people that you need to speak to differently mm-hmm. if, if you have a complex way to market. But other people, it could be very simple. Mm. So really it's the, the complexity of the products and what they're selling. And the different markets because the machine might be the same equipment, mm-hmm. but you just can't sell the same equipment to a rock crusher as you would to somebody that's trying to grind up uh, you know, chicken carcasses or something. Yeah. Now, uh, we ran into a, a manufacturer up in the Columbus area whose machine sprays water, okay, you know, 150 yards or something, 250 yards, and he's selling it to uh, people who blow up buildings and bring buildings down to suppress dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a look at it, and the first thing that came out of my, my head was, gee, this is a firefighting piece of uh-huh. equipment. It's, it's not a dust suppressor because it's putting out the water spray into the air, which could knock down the flames. Well, that's true. So it's, you know, every manufacturer has those different markets. Mm-hmm. Different markets, same machine. Similar equipment, yes. Mm-hmm. And a complex marketing problem. So it really comes down to identifying your markets and the people that you're selling to and speaking to them in the language that they understand. Mm-hmm. So it is simple because you're always talking to one person at a time. Right. Just like David Ogilvy would say, what uh, is your favorite type of work to do? Well, that's a good question. I uh, would say that it's um, selling sustainable uh, building materials, um, understanding what I believe to be the new economy where materials will be recycled more often, that uh, there'll be more of a reuse type of economy, um, will have used less energy, therefore solar panels could perhaps cover most of our energy. Um, I, that's something, the reason that I've become so interested in the U.S. Green Building Council is because I believe it's teaching you the way the future is going to be. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's going back to you, what your great-grandparents were doing, but we, we kind of got away from that when we had a period of very cheap energy. Well, our, our great-grandparents used coal uh, or, or wood fires, uh, which are unacceptable uh, on a large scale because of the pollutants. But my pellet stove in my office, it runs on sawdust, and sawdust is considered a renewable energy because it's uh, a waste product from making wood, boards, mm-hmm. that is considered a proper use of our natural resources. You haven't had any problems getting pellets? No. Oh, gosh, they make them by the trailer load down in, uh, you know, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and, uh, where I buy them. Uh, and uh, they burn completely ash-free, very little components from my teaching at Cincinnati State. About, so there's no glue to hold those little wood pellets together? Well, it gets burned. It's probably uh, molasses, perhaps, the glue, but mm. uh, very efficient. It wasn't the cheapest you know, pellet stove out there, but it's extremely efficient. Must have one of those computer brains in it. Well, it has a thermostat, and, and it's a, uh, a very high-quality combustion chamber. But, you know, that's burning wood, what the grand, great-grandparents did, but this mm. is burning wood with a very 2000, you know, uh, 10 technology. Mm-hmm. And you have to vent it to the outside? Yes. Okay. And where does it get the combustion air? It gets that from the outside as well. So it's com- it has a completely separate combustion airflow, and then it heats up the air that goes into the into the, our office, and it's completely separate. So uh, it's like a, a fan over a heat transfer right. coil? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I've seen some of the consumer grade uh, units, but that's the kind of new. That's the new technology. That's the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, one of the most sustainable uh, communities in the world is in Vancouver. It's called Harbor Green, and obviously that's in an area where there's a lot of forestry. Mm-hmm. The whole uh, the whole community uh, is powered by uh, burning sawdust mm-hmm. and generating electricity right. and steam. They they re, they reuse and process all their own wastewater on site. It's fascinating. Just it's, it's it's what the space program has taught us. You know mm-hmm. how, to, how to be super efficient. So I shouldn't even ask. You probably already drive a hybrid car. I have a 2000 Honda Insight. It's the highest performance car ever manufactured. Mm-hmm. It was the only car to receive an award from the Sierra Club. I get 100 miles a gallon on a, on a good day in the summer. Mm-hmm. What happens in a cold day in the winter like we've been having? Oh, I'll get, you know, 60 miles a gallon. That was a big fall off. <laughs> believe me, you have to be stepping on the accelerator like eggshells to get 100 miles a gallon. <laughs> well, that, that wouldn't be me. As <laughs> uh, an off-topic question, what do you think of these uh, cars, the diesel cars that, that are claiming to be high efficiency? Well, I um, admire... Uh, Diesel. I'm trying to remember what his first name was, but he invented the diesel engine so that farmers could make their own fuel. Mm-hmm. So they could grow peanuts. They could make peanut oil. They can turn it into diesel by using lime and make and r- make fuel to run their tractor. So it's it's amazing sustainable technology when it was founded, and also a very high compression diesel engine. Uh, you can get uh, 60 miles a gallon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gustav diesel. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Uh, what motivates you, Chuck, to make tough decisions? 
<laughs> have good financials. Good financials. You know, sometimes I say I don't mind losing money, but I don't want to know exactly how much money I'm <laughs> money. Well, you got you know, save a penny, earn a penny. How, how do you make money in the green energy business? Well, uh, Green Building Consultancy, I, I get paid to do the lead documentation for certification. So is that like a a builder like Westheimer or? Um, Typically, I work for an owner. They're they're getting their certification to get their tax abatement. So it's a new trade in the building industry. You know, you have an engineer, an architect, builder. Now you need a green building consultant to help you uh, attain a certification. It could be Energy Star. It could be Green Globes. I'm specialist in the, the leadership and in energy and environmental design. How long does it typically take to get a, a building uh, or a building project certified? Well, a well-managed project with a great uh, project manager, it doesn't take any extra time. Really? But if uh, if the project needs to have a lot of work done after the fact, it could take a year or so wow. to gather all the documentation up and work through the calculations. Now, I had uh, one of the fellows from Childress and Cunningham on the show uh, a couple of months back, and, and their, their firm did some specialization in uh, green construction projects. You're in a growth-oriented company now, right, Chuck? Running it for growth. Absolutely. Good. Uh, there are three key components for growth, people, process, and strategy. Could you talk for a second about each one of those in your company, the way you see it? Well, you're right about the people. I mean, I don't have time to babysit people or micromanage them. I need people that uh, have the skills and the talent and to do their do their work, uh, be very personal, take take a lot of attention to detail. Um, and I've been very fortunate of working with, uh, they're all great employees, even mm-hmm. if they've gone ahead and left. We always stay very close. Uh, they've always appreciated the amount of time that I spent to teach them the business and how, how it's done. Um, process, um, you know, that's my responsibility to always have in place the process where the employees are learning uh, what they need to do. There's a lot of opportunity for growth. Uh, you have to have an extremely fun place to work and to give really good service to your customers. Because fun place to work. It has to be some place that people want to come to work and enjoy working there. That's the only way that you're going to give exceptional customer service to your clients you know if they will be happy when they're talking on the phone they'll be thinking ahead uh, you know so did you put a basketball court into your <laughs> well uh no we, we we my my most recent em- employee uh, uh lauren campbell she uh came to me from wanting to be an intern for my green building consultancy mm-hmm. and then i've she's such a great writer and a blogger that i've, I've hired her but she she enjoys working in the greenest office in Cincinnati, but mm-hmm. one of the top ten greenest offices in the world, as done by a survey of Green Biz. Uh, the Globe really globs onto my little <laughs> office because it had no construction waste, zero construction waste. We send our our carpet to Tacoma, Washington, to be separated into the uh, the three layers of a of a carpet. We recycle everything. So there's just some very unique things about my office that. It's hard to look at and see, but mm-hmm. Lauren really likes that. Really, it's very enjoyable. That's good. We're going to take a short break, and uh, this will be the last opportunity for you to ask Chuck a question about advertising, marketing, PR, or green building. The number is 646 595 
1-800-516-1416. We're going to listen to Sound of Rule number 54. Hello, I'm Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Training, and I'm here today to talk about Sandler Rule number 34, which says work smart and not hard. So one of the things we need to do when we're involved in, in going after a, a prospect is to learn how to qualify and disqualify early on. Uh, it's been my experience, you know, having done this for many, many years, as we coach our clients, as, as we train them, that they seem to spend, many of them, an incredible amount of time chasing, following up business they're never going to get. And for goodness sakes, if you're going to follow, you know, finish second, why do you even want to bother being in there? We don't get paid on experience. And frequently what happens is uh, we, we have a prospect maybe who's on our top ten list, let's say, and we want so badly to meet them, and we finally get an appointment with Mr. or Ms. Big, and, and uh, we're brought in there, and uh, next thing you know, we're doing a proposal to a totally unqualified situation. And uh, maybe it's a much larger piece of business than we normally would be working with. And we wind up in Think It Overland. And next thing you know, we're following up and we're, we're making phone calls and, and we're sending emails and nothing's happening. I'll tell you what is happening is we're not prospecting because we're spending too much time with prospects we're never going to do business with. In fact, I'd like you to write that question down and kind of track it over the next several days. How much time do I spend following up, chasing business I'm never going to get and how do I suffer with that? One of the ways that you can work around that is instead of going after a, a large chunk of dollars, start with a smaller piece. We call it a monkey's paw. Get some dollars, maybe for an assessment, maybe for a pilot program. You'll also keep your competition out of the picture. You'll at least feel like you're making some progress and then you can make it work better. So again, Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Rule number 34, Work smart, not hard. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Chuck Worry. Uh, Chuck, I'm going to ask you to uh, tell our or, or give our listeners a leadership tip. You, you've been in, le in a leadership position in your company for how many years? 25 years. 25 years. you got to have some... Good leadership tips. See if you can come up with one or two. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a, I'm a natural at it, Mike. I just enjoy uh, working. I enjoy managing the projects in the office, and um, you know my employees are always inspired by just how upbeat and uh, excited I am, and uh, that's what uh, keeps uh, the office uh, atmosphere, the morale in the office uh, moving along. Uh, you, you know, nobody nobody. Debbie Downer, you know, isn't going to get you anywhere. Right, right. Uh, if I asked your employees to give me the top three things about the corporate culture in your company, what would they say they are, corporate culture-wise? Well, I pay them well, and there's good benefits, and uh, it's, a, it's a fun place to work. Mm -hmm. How do you make it a fun place? Well, um, everybody in the office is doing something that they really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. My art director... It's fantastic. You know, Rob's been with me uh, 20 years. 
fantastic. And uh, Lauren's really enthusiastic and uh, a great uh, new new addition to our family. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound like you have a high turnover rate at all. No, not at all. And that's that's critical in, in, in my business with a very high level of personal service that's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, how effective has your team been in achieving its annual goals? Well, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, it's, the market has been extremely hard. Um, marketing itself has shrunk and gone in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no position for the traditional firms like mine. If you look at your magazines, there's, there is no, you know, they're thin as, well, um, the market has changed a lot. Uh, it's been hard to reach sales goals. We've been doing well just to try to stay at the same or slightly less sales over the last 10 years. But I'm extremely optimistic and enthusiastic with the with the growth uh, that we've had. You know, now the, our green building consultancy represents about 20% of our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the industrial uh, have started to pick up. The mining process equipment has started to pick up since they've recovered from 2008. So I have a, I'm very confident that a very futuristic strategy combined with extremely high level of knowledge of certain markets is the best way for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you toured the Red Cross building that uh, Dan Nyer put up? Oh, yes. That's a fabulous uh, building that was designed by Immersion Design, the one of the nation's premier architectural firms. We're lucky to have them here in Cincinnati. They, they're now working on the new fire station, a, a police station on the west side. Mm. Um, they hope to make it a, a net zero ready uh, lead uh, project. Um, what does that mean, net zero ready? Well, that means that in the future, if put solar panels on the roof, they put the large copper wiring going up to the roof mm-hmm. to hook the solar panels up to, or they may also have the switch gear needed to put on on-site wastewater treatment systems or the on-site, so net zero ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Red Cross is a fabulous example, not only of a sustainable building with a, you know, a, a very uh, a, a great organization, but really Immersion did what they their their name says. They surveyed and and spoke to everybody in that organization and created a building that's really a reflection of the company. Mm-hmm. This is very hard to find in today's architecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you looked at all and been involved with the uh, new Mercedes dealership in Fort Mitchell? No, I haven't. I've seen that get go up. What's uh, special about that building? They claim to be very efficient. Um, I've been over there a couple of times. And first thing that hits you when you drive up to the place and go in, their uh, service entry doors go up and down at about three times the speed of a normal garage door. Oh, my. I almost call them guillotine speed. Well, the... VW factory in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is LEED Platinum. The whole 100-acre complex mm-hmm. is LEED certified. Yeah, and then they uh, in the, they used high ceilings in the Mercedes store uh, with radiant heat out of the floor and air conditioning coming down from the top. So they get the direction. That's very the efficient. Air, yeah. The back, uh, convection or cooling. Well, the warm air rises and the cold air falls. Uh, uh, there's a system called chilled beams where you uh, have 
just have cold pipes run across your ceiling and the the, the pipes will chill the air and they'll, they'll make a, a convection naturally without mm. fans. Oh, that's even better. Combine that with, like you said, the heated floors. And that's a very a modern way of, of heating a building without any fan power at all, heating and cooling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you see any real changes that you need to implement in your business to ensure growth and success? Well, it's the, primarily the Internet. Uh, the, the latest trend in, in uh, websites is to have a site that uh, remembers where your visitor was the last time they came to your site, what were they looking at, what were they interested in. Mm-hmm. And when they come back to your website, you present to them the latest uh, knowledge and, and best practices and, and marketing discussion along the lines that they're interested in. So this is really going to change uh, Internet, make it more personal, more customized. You know, the one thing that I really like about some sites and hate about others that don't have it is an internal search of that website for particular words, phrases, or uh, methodology. Uh, and Yes, every site should have a search button. Google offers that free. It's easy to implement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm amazed about the number of sites that don't have it, uh, which is... I think kind of irritating when you know what you're looking for, you know, it should be on that site, but there's no way to hit the search for the term that you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, very large informative sites are, are becoming very common. You really have to have a, a lot of content mm-hmm. to generate the type of results that you, that people expect from the internet. Yeah. I know Sandler's spending some like a half a million dollars to, uh, fix their sites. Well, it all starts with knowing who your visitor is and, and, and like separating them into the different buyer personas and then speaking to them individually. Mm-hmm. The faster you can do that and nurture that, what they're interested in, what they want to be educated with, the better, better your site will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you have a vision for your company, right, Chuck? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, in your vision for your company, products and your, and your services, uh, what can you tell us about the resources necessary that you're going to have to put into place to ensure you achieve the success of your vision? Well, that's a good question, and the resources are really the the new understanding the new tools that are available to communicate. Um, sure, there's a lot of focus on kids; they know everything about the internet. But you know, frankly, I don't find that it's something that you're born with knowing how to use Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, um, you really, it's, you're setting the example with the, the blog talk radio. This is a fantastic way of taking advantage of the tools that are available at very inexpensively mm-hmm. to to have an audio show. And that's the that's the type of mindset that I need to, to uh, represent myself and I need to find employees that want to do that type of of cutting-edge communications, both visually, orally, biographically. That's that's, that's the future of of my business. Mm -hmm. So your office is downtown. Are you on this path of the streetcar? Absolutely. We're right there, a big supporter of the streetcar. Okay. And uh, can you take the streetcar from home to work? Uh, I will after it gets uh, up the extension up to UC. I'll be able to take the streetcar right to work. So you'll be able to walk to the streetcar and take the streetcar to work. Uh-huh. Pretty good if you can do that. 
Well, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I've learned from my uh, education with sustainable alternative transportation systems that the streetcar is a is a way to go. It's an investment in the infrastructure of of the the city, and especially with the city of Cincinnati, it's starting to stitch together. You know, the downtown, the river with uh, Washington Park, and uh, it's it's going to do that. Yeah, the Washington Park renovation uh, was most of that. Uh, green and, and LEED certified? Well, they didn't go for certification, but I could tell from the, the sustainable planning that they did, the pervious uh, concrete uh, sidewalks, the uh, LED lighting, that they could have gotten LEED certification on the parking garage. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm going to be down there with the Rotary Club in a couple of weeks. They're doing a program at the Memorial Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck? I want to thank you for being on the show here today with us. Thank and you. As a token of my appreciation, I'm going to give you the Sandler book, the 49 Sandler Rules. Well, thank you. Uh, that book hit the number one status on Amazon a couple of years ago when it came out and hit the Wall Street Journal and stayed there for three months. It's a great a, system. Uh, free training pass in there. And, uh, again, if anyone has any questions, you can give Chuck a call at 513-260-9025. Thanks again for being with us. And uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.